1: You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Oilers Nation Radio, episode 66. I am your friendly host... The ben Josh
2: Hosang episode.
1: It's the Josh Hosang episode because there is no one else that has ever worn 66 I ever that is. has I mattered. can't
2: think of, of another 66 in the NHL.
1: To my right is the nation, Dan. We've got Nick and Rick finishing out the end Hello. of the table. And then across from me, we have got Hernan sitting Woo! in for the recently <laughs> married? married Tyler Uremchuk. I thought you going to say departed. Every, everyone throw your rice. Congratulations, of course, to Tyler take a big step in his personal life marrying his girlfriend i'm very proud of him our man our little boy has become a man nick
2: yes congratulations mrs Uremchuk.
1: this is very very exciting very exciting just like starting off a podcast with shouting out our friends at sherwood ford the giant out in beautiful sherwood park alberta go ahead and follow them on twitter at sherwood ford and on instagram at sherwood ford underscore the giant they're wonderful people dan you're out there with them a little while ago,
3: yeah, Monday. Cool. Tell us about That's it. Spicy. Uh, yeah, we were down at the uh, Strathcona Christmas Bureau and got to uh, do kind of a unique thing that I've never been able to do before, which is stuffing some hampers for some uh, families and friends in need. And that was it was really uh, it was a neat thing to see, and it was cool to see. Uh, we were there for the last day of stuffing the hampers, so all of the hampers were there. I think they had like five hundred and eighty-five different families that they're providing uh gifts and then uh, food and and such too so uh yeah just a really rewarding experience in sherwood ford uh they kind of take the month of december to kind of relax and because they're doing charity stuff every month so yeah that was a uh, that was the finish off to 2019 for us and we'll start new with sherwood ford next uh, next year
1: of course if you spot jay driving around in the nation truck anywhere in the city snap a picture of that baby tweet it, instagram it, use the hashtag nation truck and you will be entered to win a $100 gift card. Gentlemen, I want to start off today's podcast with the Sherwood Ford giant question giant, of giant, the week. Giant giant giant, giant. 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 How many wins will the Edmonton Oilers get over their final 8 of December? We've got the Leafs. We have got the Stars. The Blues, the Penguins, the Habs, the Canucks, the Flames, and the Rangers. There is your eight games left on the schedule, Hernan. I'm throwing to you. Oh yeah, oh yeah,
4: Hernan. Let's I love go. This. I'm going to say two, two. Oh, Hernan, oh, Hernan. Why? I'm saying they're going to be Toronto tomorrow, mm-hmm. I love and it. then the Penguins, and okay. then I. Because if you look at the record in St. Louis and mm-hmm. in Dallas, mm-hmm. it's very bad. They haven't won in Dallas since 2016. St. Louis is always a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. And the way the team's playing right now, goaltending's kind of sliding. I I can only give them two wins right now. I know that's a b- bit of a being a negative Nelly, but that's what I got. Hopefully, it's more. I mean, I want them to win more, but if I'm being realistic and honest, I gotta say two.
2: So why can't we beat Montreal? Well, we could. I just don't. Why not? Uh,
4: I mean, they can beat any of these teams. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why so,
2: don't you think we'll beat Montreal? I should frame it.
4: Uh, those games are always good. They're always yeah. tight. Um, but you got to give the slight edge if right now to Montreal. I just And I know Carey Price has struggled as of late. But the way mm. the goaltending... And tell the Oilers, show me they can play a good game. Because mm. the last five, six have been pretty bad. I, I can't give them the benefit of the doubt right now. Nicholas, you
1: chimed in. Of the eight remaining games, how many will the Edmonton Oilers win? I will... <laughs>
2: don't
0: take my answer.
2: Okay. Uh, Rick, <laughs> I'm looking at you... I'm trying to. I'm closing uh, my eyes so you yeah. can't read my soul. Uh, I'm gonna say four. They're gonna go four God four. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: So I'm um, Rick's number. Okay, so then I'm gonna I'm gonna elaborate a little bit. Yep. Be specific. Okay. Which four games are they winning?
2: Okay. Yeah. We're, we're man. We're gonna beat Toronto because we have to because that's just I I can't take it if we lose <laughs> to fucking th- Toronto. There's nothing worse. I can't. Um, Dallas is hot. Yeah. So probably Dallas, St. Louis. That's gonna. I could see us dropping those, but near the end of the month, we're going to take one out of Calgary or Vancouver. Those divisional games, we're going to take one of those, and then the Rangers. Like, come on, what are we talking about? The Rangers on on New Year's Eve, although historically we don't do <laughs> exactly, so well yeah. on New Year's Eve. I think, I think the uh, the boys get a little ahead. I like of themselves. how you just like started to talk yourself out of your own. <laughs> but yeah. no, I'm going to say we're going to change it up when you take the Rangers. So,
1: Rick, you said four as well. Which of these games: Toronto, Dallas, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, Montreal, Vancouver, Calgary, Rangers? Are they winning?
0: I'm going five now. Hell yeah. I'm going to go Calgary, Vancouver, both W's. Mm-hmm. Mm. One of the Saturday games is a W. Mm. We're taking the Pittsburgh game. Hell yeah! And then we just got to win one of the other St. Louis Dallas Ranger game.
1: Daniel, you've been calculating. I see you drawing. Yeah. He's got a chart. Whoa. So
3: yeah. I did a post about it on the nation to start the month actually, and mm. kind of asked for people's records. And my record that I gave was, I, was, I said we're we were going to podcast 9, 3, and 2. We did that did we? on the podcast. Okay, yeah, there yeah. you go. You I said, said nine, 9, 3, and two? 2 for the month of
0: December. Uh-uh. So Ooh. it's still <laughs> mathematically possible. No, no. Everybody's got to go back and, and listen because we were all hefty on the W I side of that. Wins. So, <laughs> I said,
3: so I said 9, 3, and 2, and I'm looking back at the graphic that I drew up on Twitter just to show where I thought the wins were going to come from. And I have us beating Toronto, Dallas, St. Louis, Vancouver, Calgary, and New York. And then I had us losing an OT to Pittsburgh and losing to Montreal. So I'm going to change that
0: <sighs> Lost to What's Montreal to a win. What's Montreal
2: love in this? I mean, it's, I know not, it's less a Montreal thing, and it's more I know like their CBC. fan base is
0: dying. The CBC Saturday night national game. We, uh, no, last a so while. Well. Don't do so Montreal's well. They, not good.
3: I, I look at it like the, it's the, the building turns into a Montreal West kind yeah. of location, and uh, and it's not an, uh, an evening game again. Another five p.m. start on a Saturday. How I is that possible though with like their it. dwindling fan base?
4: Dan, yeah.
3: well, they are they're, uh, they're still off. alive over here. They're dead in Montreal.
4: Mm-hmm. And Edmonton's last win he Toronto was February eleventh, two thousand sixteen. But so something with, has to get Is that but real? Kadri
3: yeah. isn't oh. there anymore. They've yeah. lost six
0: straight. Stupid kadri's not there. That's true too. So I,
3: I have them winning seven games wow. and losing one in overtime wow. to keep my record alive.
1: Egg Milk? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say they're going to go 50-50 over the uh, 500 over these last eight games. I'm mm. going to say they're winning Toronto tomorrow. They're going to surprise against Dallas. Mm. They will also beat Vancouver and Calgary.
2: Vancouver and Calgary. Okay.
1: Yep. That's going to, I'm going to say 500. Yep. Fernand, write that down. Okay. Got it? <laughs> Got it.
0: I saw him write it down.
1: Perfect. So this week, we are continuing our tradition of bringing in a six-pack into the podcast. Mm-hmm. We're not going to tell you which one it was. Mm-mm. We appreciate all of the guesses last week. A lot of people thought it was Steam Whistle, Nick.
2: It was not.
1: Well, was what not. did you bring in? This was your first... You started the tradition. It, it was your first pick. It was,
2: was a... Was it? it was a... Same color. A, it was the same color, accessible, uh, crispy way. That's why I brought it in. Um, Steam Whistle a great guest. It was a uh, green packaging, but it was rolling rock straight out of latrobe um so this week it was dan's turn yep and dan what did you uh how would you describe what you uh decided to bring in this week um it's a a canadian a canadian brewery Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: uh it's a a sweet Mm -hmm. but uh but nice brown beer we, i think we went we went with color last time so we might as well keep on well, that time kept saying it was a yellow yeah he, that was his description <laughs> so i gotta go with tyler's brown description um yeah what else would you guys say
1: i'd say there's some uh there's a nice signature on it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's really nice penmanship yep strong signature nice Come, remember these
2: comes from the times of prohibition I've yeah heard. i was just gonna say
3: the ads that they were running there for a while to make themselves like appear like they've been around forever
2: so if you know it tag us at uh, Owen Radio. We Twitter. will hook
1: you up with a Nation Gear promo code of some kind or some other prize. If they Whatever tag us got,
2: and they're wrong, do they
0: have to bring us some beer?
1: <laughs> they should definitely bring us beer. So all you people that guessed Steam Whistle last week, you owe us beer now. You owe us Steam Whistle. Yeah, yeah, I would enjoy a Steam Whistle. <laughs> but that is not what we're nope, drinking today. Not. No. Hernan, I've got bad news.
4: What's that? The
1: Oilers have lost two very disappointing games in a row.
2: You could agree three because the... Buffalo game, they fought back in that one, too. Ah, oh, Fuck, you're right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so three very disappointing comeback games in a row. Hernan, I've got a question for you. Sure. How do the Oilers come roaring back in the third period only to break our hearts and lose those games? So last night, obviously, they were down by two, come flying back, and then the wheels fell off.
4: Yeah, it's, it's, for me, it's just defensive lapses, man. It's They can't get out of their own way right now. Like, they fight so hard to get back in the game. They took the lead in the game in the first period. They are good for, like, eight minutes, and then they kind of fall off. And even when McDavid tied it at four, didn't you guys all feel that like oh something bad's gonna happen in these last five? I remember Unfortunately, looking, yeah, I looked at that handsome Tom Gazzola for many reasons, um, but he kind of <laughs> he looked at me as well and said, yeah, I, something bad's gonna happen. That's a and special like moment. T- two minutes later, uh, Eric Stahl scores. So uh, honestly, I think they just got to get back to. Uh, and I'm not saying the decor; I'm saying as a team defensively, they're a mess in their own zone right now. And you have to throw in goaltending as well. You can't put all the goals on the goalies, but they have to make a save. You get paid to make the big saves. Mike Smith, Koskinen, and the last two games haven't done that. So, so my
2: question, though, is if it's... De- I agree with you.
4: It's team structure defensively. Yeah. Does that
2: not fall on Tippett a bit there?
4: But, I mean, how much can he do? Like, he's probably... He can, yeah, he's he, probably... He's saying it in the practices on the bench, like, if the players... Like, the first goal, for example, they're cheating for offense, again, right? Yes. The second goal... The fourth line is trying to get too cute in and the offensive zone, they lose the puck. So I mean that's not on Tippet.
1: And like you is get, that the one where Jujar carried through the blind pass Yeah. See, and I don't think
0: it was that bad. I mean Sheehan was right that what was he, 4 or 5 feet away. Like what it was, it was probably a little bit uh riskier than need to be in the last, you know, 20 seconds, but at the same time you're looking to create offense. I didn't think that one was that atrocious. I
1: just think that Jujar's got to like I just think he's got to pick a better time to Take that risk where there's 20 seconds left on the clock. Turn around, throw it back in the corner. I think that's the smart concern. And that's just such clock. a
2: bad time to get scored on, too. But you before, know what, right? what like, they're doing, though? Is they a they're good push, time to get scored on? They're but
0: pushing for offense at that point. Yeah. That's why those ones I'll let go a little bit but more but than I will some sort of defensive lapses. Because if you're going for offense, that's what we need to do. And if you're going to push, you're going to make some mistakes yeah, but you here. You still and have there.
2: to be calculated in when you take those offensive chances. And that's okay. But at the same you you can't yeah. just constantly be pinching and taking offensive chances he wasn't for even the sake pinch, of offense. He didn't pinch or nothing. No, but I'm saying. He was I'm exactly where he was supposed to be. And then just, you know, just,
1: made
0: a bad, bad just made a bad plays.
2: He just made a bad choice.
1: I just think that Earlier in the season when the Oilers were really rolling, they weren't trying to force offense as much as they were lately. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I think if this was the first maybe ten games, Jujar's not trying to make that pass. He's trying to pin it along the boards or he's trying to get back the cycle get the cycle going again or something down low. I just there was it was a, like, I
0: think there was a defenseman or a, a winger that would have been between him and uh the defenseman right there.
1: I just don't like the play.
2: No, I don't either. I don't like the play. They're letting guys get around two of those goals. The defense let. Minnesota forwards get behind them and b- get partial breaks. Yeah, yeah, like listen, that you Zucker know bowl's terrible. Like you can't. Like those are the there's things. There's
0: very that, few defensemen that are going to be able to skate with them there, though.
1: And that's but, fine, but, but that, it should have never happened in the no, first place. he gets, a, he
2: gets Why can't a we give credit untouched. to the other team? Of course you, you we should. can't. Of course you can, but I mean, at the same time, there's there is some blame to go around. Like you can't, as a defenseman, you can't just let a guy get around you untouched like that. You just can't.
1: I also think of uh, I, I don't remember who scored last night, but Daryl made a terrible change. Adam Larson. No that, was, that was Donato's that goal. That was
2: a really that was
0: a really Donato's weird one it, took for, yeah, it took for it took forever for Larson to get over the, well, that was, the over the bench there. That was bad communication somehow there. But also yeah,
2: that's the Myers got cost. Second period so. too. You have the long change. Like you have to be smart with your line changes, right? They
0: were. It was honestly. The, it was. And I. Oh, this is gonna.
2: I can't believe I'm gonna say this.
0: Oh, oh. Because <laughs> if you think about how the puck got turned over right there. That was, Connor got in across the blue line, tried to just sneak through the legs of the defenseman. It got caught up in his skates and puck turned around real fast. I mean, if you're a defenseman and you're in the second period and you're like, hey, I need to change, the best time to change is when you see Connor with the puck. But, you know what, at the end of the day, it just wasn't wasn't a very fast change. It took Larson forever
4: to get over the boards. Now, a good point was brought up last night. (laughs) If Nurse is coming off, Mm -hmm. who's supposed to replace him? It's either Clef Palmer or Chris Russell. Right. Why did Adam Larson jump on? Okay. So, Why, did, so he that, that. did he feel that did feel that the other guys weren't ready to go and he jumped on late? That
1: is fair. That's fair it didn't I even didn't even Right. About but that. I'm not yeah. gonna,
0: I'm not putting that on I'm not putting that on Nurse. I'm putting that on the on whoever was supposed to come back on cuz it took putting, forever.
1: What I'm putting it on is the others are just like What's This a, is one of those things where they you got boys, you got to pay attention to details. Like these are avoidable goals that you're just you're playing sloppy.
2: I mean, it's also the the defensive coach's fault too. Like you're operating that end of the bench. Like you're, you're supposed to be keeping your guys True. aware. So Yeah, but you kind
0: of like this is this around is
2: NHL. You kind of get top them on next guys. You guys are up. It's now on them to get over
0: the boards. They, they, that coach ain't know what they're pushing as as soon as the guys coming close.
1: There was definitely a miscommunication of some kind. You could tell yeah. by the way that Adam Larson was pissed off when that goal went in. You, you yeah, did he did was that not thing happy. He slapped that, that puck. classic firing the puck at the boards after. So. I think there's just details that they need to tighten up and it's it's like even going back to the Jujar one it's not like I want to shit on Jujar he's been playing very well it's just details
2: it's such a shitty loss too especially because clefbaum scores Gaitan Haas scores four defensemen get points like we get all the, the this depth scoring that we're you know apparently missing and we fucking blow it that's just the worst part about it is again everything was going right except you can argue the goaltending a little bit like that first goal we talked about earlier upstairs but that first goal Mike Smith is already losing his mind with one like you got to cool it a little i get it his his energy and his passion is and his emotion is part of his game but it, it comes a point where like you're getting scored on the first shot or your first goal of the game and you're already freaking out like it's it's going to make the team in front of you a little bit erratic on a catchable think? puck by the way absolutely I catch I was just, I, just th- that, those are the little things where it's like, man, you're already unraveling like 50 minute, or 10 minutes into this game.
1: So OilersNation.com today, we've got two articles up about goaltending. Dusty wrote about it first thing this morning. Gregor just posted about an hour ago. My question for you guys, Dan, I'll start with you, is how much of these last two losses specifically, talking about um, Carolina and Minnesota, can be hung on the goalies? Both, <laughs> both games they had uh, six goals against dusty we went through and in his opinion on both of those games there was two goals each that were probably stoppable roughly mm-hmm. and four that you just kind of got to tip your hat tip your cap to the shooters mm-hmm. dan what do you think?
3: yeah i mean i like it's we talked about it at the start of the year like the goalies were stealing games for us in, in spots that we probably didn't deserve to win the games and now they're just not doing that and you know the offense is there and they're letting in those those goals in the in the timely the timely moments that just you know we just didn't have at the start of the year and that's why we were putting together the wins that we were. Um, I do agree with Dusty that I don't think that every I don't think that every goal against Koskinen and I don't think every goal against Smith you can be like, well, man, you got to fucking make those saves. Like the I do I I see what you guys are saying about the him getting heated on the first goal, but like at the same time he's just he's frustrated because Greenway is in his kitchen. And, and he, you know, he wants to make that safe um but i the mean donato just, the donato just, shot catching. was a fucking snipe
2: well that's just it if you want to make the save make the fucking save and i your glove agreed but like
3: but we, we oh. we're talking what are we talking about here like are we are, we're not nhl goalies I am. we're not we're not shitting on the guy right for that let's not do that but <laughs> but like but it's just it's uh it's you know you just you lose two games because the goalies didn't get you a timely save and we battled back the offense battled back like nick said the the, the depth is there the depth scoring is coming um there's some positive there's some positives to take away from that and then the goalies just have to be better and both of them know that both of them you know both of them have been better this season um arguably costing a lot better than than smith um but yeah i just think that it i'd say to answer your question bag milk it's probably 70% on the goalies the last two games and then you know just hopefully they they go out and whoever comes out on saturday wins one for us against toronto
1: Hernan, should Dave Tippett have pulled
4: Mike Smith after allowing four goals on eleven shots? Ooh, that's a good. He, he I think he's only he's been pulled only once, and he's well, twice. He, twice now, twice, yeah. yeah. Th- for some reason, Tip likes keeping him in there. and He battles through it, but I think after that fourth goal, just to get the boys going, Darnell did with the big hit and then the fight. But I think if you pull him there, then you just, you know, you change momentum maybe a little bit for a. a two, three, four-minute stretch there. But again, I don't think that game, regardless of who was in net, because the defense was so bad. And just to Dan's point, and I know Dusty's defending the goaltenders here, and I think it's a bit of both like the, well, they're giving up great yeah. A scoring chances but your goaltender has to make a good save yep. has to make a big save at one point I mean oh great shot credit yeah okay but you get paid to make the big saves not the easy ones
3: well it's like Bag Milk was saying too like I'm not piling on I'm not piling on Ethan Bear when I say it
4: yeah, but that yeah. was probably his worst game of the oh, season oh yeah yeah Outside of his pass. And
3: it's not to say that he's had a bad season. He's had an amazing season. But he played like dog shit yesterday, (laughs) and he'll play better on Saturday. That's just the way it is. But yeah, I I just think for Koskinen and for Smith, we've seen seen better from them, and I expect that it'll come back here.
4: And Koskinen was in the starters net today, so it looks like he's he's, he's going to be the starter tomorrow.
0: And their plan with the goaltenders might be why they didn't pull him last night, too. That, too, yeah.
4: Well, yeah.
3: That, and that was what I was going to say, too, because if they if they pull Smith, which, you know, I, I think you could argue both ways, but if they pull Smith and then Koskinen lets in a couple goals, it's like, oh, boy. Like, then who then, do we go then, with then things Saturday. just start sm- yeah. snowballing for them. So, so I think let Smith stay in the fire. You know, yes, he fucked up
2: and we lost. <laughs> now Koskinen comes out and takes the net back, hopefully. Don't you have the numbers for Smith's
1: last 10 games there, Bagmill? I do, they're disgusting. I do. They are not nice. They're not nice. So I'm just gonna run through them real quick. So Minnesota, 769 save percentage. Nice. Not nice. <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> That's eight, when someone's watching. Buffalo, 864. Ottawa was 846. Vancouver before that was an 868. Vegas, great game, 926. And then LA, not so much, 750. Colorado, 939. Huh? San Jose, 760 st louis 870 pittsburgh 961 and that rounds out to the beginning of november that is smith's last 10 starts he's averaging an 878 over that time he is three five and one though there is an asterisk on there because he did come in in relief in one game and 33 goals against over that time in 10 games like you
2: you're do? not going to win a lot of games when you're letting in over th- you're averaging over three a game like it's a 3-2 you know, league, right? that's, yeah, that's yeah. what they like to say, right? So, I, I mean, I, that's what it comes down to. Th- can we think of any time in the last 10 starts that Mike Smith has made a save where you're like, wow.
4: Maybe the Vegas game?
2: Maybe. Yeah. But think about the... And again, I don't want to go back to the whole Koskinen versus Smith thing cause I think, you know, it is what it is. But Koskinen just seems to have more of those moments when you're watching where it's like, holy shit, Miko Koskinen is keeping us in this thing right now.
1: I mean, Rick and I were at the game last Friday against LA, yeah. and Koskinen was great arguably in my opinion the biggest reason that they ended up winning that game
2: and i think for a team psyche that <clears throat> excuse me that matters like if you're watching your goalie making these saves you want to fight for that guy but when you know again w- whether saveable or not and it happens to the best and but when you see mike smith let a goal in where it ricochets off his glove hand oh which by the way i'm pretty sure mike smith got scored on like three or four times on his glove side didn't see any tweets about mike smith's glove last <laughs> night anyway um you know I just think you hate Mike Smith. Well, I just—you th- <laughs> know what? It's, it, it, I'm getting—I'm losing a little bit of faith in the guy. That's all. I'm losing a little bit of faith. I'm starting to see why Calgary fans were so eager to let him go. Also, it doesn't help that Cam Talbot is playing pretty damn well for the Flames right now.
1: Well, and it just all there was like last night was one of those worst-case scenario type nights where the Oilers came roaring back in the third period. We're like, oh shit, four-four, let's go. They dropped the game. Calgary does the same thing against Fires Toronto. Back, yeah. However, they win. <laughs> Lucic is wins. on the heater that I predicted last mm-hmm. week. Talbot's playing well, so it's just like it's it's uh, it's a kick to and the. And now pills. what? They're two points behind us. All of a sudden, no, we're tied.
2: Oh, we're tied now. Tied
1: course. with Calgary.
2: So for third in the division or second? Third. Second.
1: Of the, uh, well, second. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Everybody would. Have, everybody would have signed up for that at the beginning oh, of the season, absolutely. anyways. Yeah. So.
4: Oh, definitely. Yeah.
2: But sure. Bag Milk also brought up a good point yesterday. Is our record not eerily similar to what it was l- this time last year? It's yes, it's however, yes, however,
4: yes, however,
0: this time last year is exactly when things went went uh, bad when the Russell and the cleft bomb injuries and we lost one other defenseman. That's ex- This is exactly when things went down. Then we panic traded.
1: Well, that's the good news, Dan, is that Ken Holland is not going to make those oh shit, I'm drowning trades that Peter Shirelli did at the end of December last year. We saw... Well,
0: technically, we're not drowning yet, right? Because to be fair... I was talking about
1: Pete specifically. Yeah,
0: but he lost three defensemen for he. he, he, I don't want to say he lost his mind because I don't think he had it before that, but... He lost three defensemen before he started making them stupid,
2: stupid moves. Won't be on any Minnesota podcasts anytime soon.
1: <laughs> one day, one day. Of course, Good, I, I wanna, don't want to be. I want to go ahead and thank our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant again. Go follow them on Twitter, mm-hmm. at Sherwood Ford, and on Instagram, at Sherwood Ford underscore the Giant. Look out for Jay and his $3 washes in the Nation truck. Take a picture. Hashtag with Nation truck. You're entered to win a $100 gift card. We do that monthly. Why? Because the people at Sherwood Ford are kind. Very, very kind. I want to finish the last little series on a positive note. I'm going to look at the last night's game. Are there positives to take away? I will go ahead and start. I loved, I loved watching Darnell Nurse beat the shit out of Jordan Greenway.
0: Finally, that's fucking hockey.
2: That's the way it's supposed to be fucking played. I'm just shocked the linesman didn't jump in. Good. No, I'm. I, I'm just shocked the way they've been. That the, sort of what the mantra has been lately. I'm just. Uh, I was surprised. To be fair, the one that hit him all, that when he knocked him on the button and his knees almost collapsed. That's when I kind
0: of thought they're gonna get in there. And then you had like four uh, behind the heads, and then those two uppercuts. Think of beauty.
3: Still old old school hockey fight guy and me. They. The old NHL referees would have let them get up again because they were trying to get up off each other. Close up, yeah, but, but for those the the yeah. One,
0: when he started landing punches like that, that's kind of when he Darnell was hammer fist. So right, right now, man. that is the t-
3: or the third highest ranked fight from 2019, 2020. What's the yeah, highest ranked? The a, high uh, it's actually last night's fight uh, between Deloria and McDermott. And what's second? Uh uh tom wilson versus brendan lemieux from november the char
0: uh, the wilson Chara's is not up there no
3: no what? Th- uh i i think that there was like i don't know it wasn't uh I guess it wasn't those long enough two names alone yeah, should was, be enough it's to viewed click. it's highly viewed and that's the other thing oh, too if, you if your fight gets regular. viewed a lot you're gonna be uh, i gotta give props to, to anybody hate, willing to drop the gloves with chara
2: like you gotta give props to anybody at this point, it's like, uh, like I, I don't st- know. You're I right. Still he's still a monster. a monster. If anything, he's got old man strength. But no. I, And I love it because he's fought two nights in a row. which has is he?
3: Unbelievable. Yeah, uh-huh. he fought Tom Wilson yesterday. And then last night he fought, or two days ago. And then he fought Tom, or uh, holy, it's escaping me because there was four fights last night.
2: Oh, no. The, the beer is starting to hit the, the bloodstream. Yeah.
3: No, anyways, he fought twice in a row. So two nights back to back. Go
1: to hockeyfights.com to get all of the fights for the season. Dan has but, those up in a timely fashion. And back to the Oilers. Darnell Nurse's fight was a big positive for me. Yep. Also, my man, my boy, my love, Ryan Nugent Hopkins had an assist last night on James Neal's uh, the fifth goal of the night, getting him to four hundred points as an Oiler. Shout out to Ryan Nugent Hopkins,
4: Hernan. Are there positive takeaways? Definitely. I think offensively they got five goals. You got secondary scoring, and again, they weren't terrible. Like they they generated a lot of chances. So for just me that's lapses. a positive. Yeah, exactly. Just those mental lapses that are costing them. So for me, the positive is that they're scoring goals, they're still generating tons of chances and the power play is still clicking. So that's the positive I took out. One
3: that I really I thought was kind of like he yes, he had that like he was out on the ice for that for that last goal there with the bad change. But I just feel like Larson's back now. Like I feel like he's He's
0: skating. It's again. different though. It's not Larson from Edmonton. It's international Larson. Larson is out there. He's playing. He's moving the puck deep. Yeah. He's skating a lot better than we've yep. seen him, pretty much ever as an oiler. He's
3: just confident and he plays the puck well. And he's he he's got the pinches down and again. And I think we all we all felt that he could have used some time in the AHL for conditioning coming back from his injury. And I think we're finally back to like Adam Larson, good.
1: Well, I think I think that's an interesting point because a lot of people don't really okay your body is healthy that's one thing but it's going to take you some time to get up to speed and play at an nhl level again you got to get your timing back you got to get your hands back blah 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 and i'm happy to see that larson is finally getting back there rick positive from last night
0: uh you know what that's that's kind of where i was going like i've been a big fan of adam the last two games he's just he's moving a lot he's moving really well out there and uh he's handling that puck and he's creating chances he's you see him deep below the hash marks you see him pinching he's out there he's still that stalwart in your own end he's keeping guys away from the crease i I don't know exactly know what his possession numbers are and all that fancy shit but from my eye i think he's uh he's coming back in and that's what you really need because you need that extra right-handed defenseman who can handle the second-line minutes. And once you get that going, we get our goaltending back to where it's supposed to be and we keep that secondary scoring. We'll uh, slip out of this slumpy right away.
1: Nick, wrap it up with a positive, my friend. It's got
2: to be my man, Sam Gagné. What has he got to do to stay in the goddamn lineup?
0: Kill penalties.
2: But guys getting points, though. All we complain about is that we don't have secondary scoring and the guy... No, we're complaining to- about Goaltending he does okay. seem to stir the drink on any line that he's absolutely on right uh, like okay for, if you want to talk fancy stuff sam Gagne leads our team in Corsi four percentage almost 54 percent. oh yes exactly uh <laughs> no but he's still still he, he, he Expe- doesn't like expected chicken. goals ex- he expected still doesn't goals. have the offense and he can't kill penalties if <laughs> when you're looking at times like that's kind of why he's getting pulled out he doesn't have the offense he's at half a point a game for a third liner yeah but how many games he's uh, he's played. I have it right here. He's played 16 games. He has eight points. Like, is that now what, what secondary scoring is? He also leads the team in expected goal, uh, goals for percentage. So he's on the ice more often when we're scoring than we're getting scored against. Like, I don't know. I think the guy is kind of
4: ideally what you want for a depth player. But Tippett has also said he likes speed in his lineup and Sam Gagne does not meet that. Well, yeah, okay. And then looking for tomorrow, the lines they have today, Neil Haas, Gagne, that's a slow line, man. Slow line
3: But I would argue that Gonday should be up on
0: the second line And Haas is is playing well too We gotta stop pushing these guys up the second line minutes I like You guys wanna do that with Jujar all the time too And Jujar's a really, really, really good fourth line player Don't you wanna call him Don't you wanna have Benson Yes, I do wanna have Benson up here I don't know why they haven't called somebody up And give him a four or five game day uh,
2: uh, stint Why not? What do you gotta lose? You wanna put him right on the second line, don't you? Because that's where he fits so you're talking what are you about laughing? what well, do you cause, mean? Because you're talking about not pushing guys to play his second line, but then you're you're asking yeah, to pull up to be a AHL top six player. Right never in his life has been a top six player. Tyler Benson is not a top six NHL player. How right many games have you watched? None in the NHL because he hasn't played any. You don't call a guy from how NHL, many games in
0: the NHL have you watched? None. But there you, you go. Don't how it, can you say that then?
2: Because you don't pull a guy up from the NHL oh, well, who's never played it, who's never played an NHL game, and immediately put him on the second line. You're asking a guy to fail if you're doing that.
0: You guys are just not. You're not. You've
2: got. You've got prospects out there, and we're afraid to challenge. Him. I'm all about p- calling a guy out, and working d- him into the lineup. You start him on the third line. You don't put him immediately on the second line. If you, you, you put like, him on off. the
0: second line, you get actual forwards with him.
2: Uh, I don't know. You're, you, it just sounds like it's a bit of a contradiction. You're saying is you don't want to push guys up in up into. These second are line guys position. who have already
0: proven what they can do in the NHL. We're still trying to figure out what Benson can do in the NHL. How many eight point games does does Tyler Benson have exactly? In the NHL? Oh, here we go. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thank you, Dan. That doesn't fucking make it. <laughs> Thank that doesn't, you, that doesn't Dan. Do shit.
0: Everyone's scared to call to call up. No, yeah am again. Yamamoto had another goal, and he's in there. He's creating offense down there. Looking, why at, not give these guys a chance?
1: Seeing as just like, I mean. I don't tend to I don't disagree with Rick in the sense that like giving a kid a chance to play in a spot that actually fits for his skill set makes sense however And we've
0: had some injuries that would have been oper- uh, perfect opportunities to put him in there.
1: However, with Ken Holland at the helm, that's just kind of not what happened. So, looking at the current lineup, would you guys rather have Sam Gagne in or Patrick Russell in because it seems like it's one or Gagne. the other with Dave Tippett right
0: now. I love both those Gagne. guys. Gagne. Russell's got to go away.
4: Hernan yeah, I got it with Gagne. Patrick Russell, he's here because he kills penalties just like Shahan, Archibald. But those guys bring you nothing offensively.
0: That's just it; is There's no offense to those guys at all.
4: Archibald's got it in him. I don't well, know at least Shahan.
0: none to none to none to Russell right now. Arch has a little bit, but he still can't contribute at a consistent level. And Shehan pretty much the same in the issue. we got three guys, the same type of players out there.
2: Yeah.
1: It's going to be interesting to see what the... Um what they do for tomorrow, according to Friend of the Nation, Friend to Everybody, Reed Wilkins, Dry McDavid, Cassian back together, Grandlin up with Nuge and Chieson. Can you go,
0: can you like text him and ask? Hold on, hold on, wait, 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 because he said that Nylander wasn't on the ice. Nylander right. or, Nygaard. Nygard? my oh, bad. Nygard, yeah, yeah, finally. So Nygard wasn't on the ice, so I don't know if that's a maintenance day and he's just taking a spot there. I need some, we need some clarification there because I, there's. 2% chance that they're actually going to play him on the, <laughs> yeah. on the second left. So, spot.
1: looking around real quick, there's no clarification of why knee guards are on the ice for practice, but right now we've got the the first line back together. Granlin, Nuge, and Chieson is the second. Man, pray for Nuge on that Terrifying. one. Terrifying. Oh. Neil, Haas, Gagne, Kara, Shane, Archibald is the fourth. Patrick Russell is the extra. Koskinen in the starter's net.
3: I don't know if Tippett can still say that he likes speed on his line with that third line. Oh.
4: Or that second yes. line, Hoss is Lord. just Haas well. The is second just line, like I said,
0: I'm, I'm really hoping the second line is <laughs> just because uh, Nygaard's not in there. <laughs> so you think Granlin just slides
4: up? Yeah, he maybe just yeah, hundred yeah,
0: percent. That's yeah. why Russell's still not in the lineup. Uh, yeah, no. You guys put it, we put up five goals yesterday. I don't think you can go and pull out uh, some forwards at this point.
1: What do you think about Drysaddle going back with McDavid? Didn't look like Hernan. I saw you tweeting about it last night. Wasn't working with Nuge. There's why no is chemistry it?
4: Though. There's no chemistry there. They're they're similar like to carry the puck in. It, listen, there's one for sure thing on the Edmonton Oilers. It's Connor McDavid playing with Leon Dreisaitl. You need wins now. You've won two of your last eight. Stick with what you know. Let Nuge figure it out on his second line. Put Neil back there. Stop screwing around with him on the third line. And then whoever plays on the left side on the second line, who cares? As long as Neil and Nuge are there, keep your first line intact. And if you get secondary scoring from your third and fourth, it's a bonus. But enough with the... Trying to separate uh, Dryside make McDavid—that's my opinion. I, I don't know. If, uh, I know a lot of people are kind of 50-50 on this. That Dryside has to carry his own line, but why? All right,
2: they, they don't
0: guys, have a good explanation. Because he makes eight million dollars. No, it's, yeah.
2: be- it's because he was when he was drafted, he had a C next to his name instead of an LW. That's the only reason. is because Saddle was drafted as a center. They're like, well, he has to be a center now. Yeah, no. It's, 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 it's idiotic. A it's, a
0: nice part about, it's idiotic. The yeah.
1: nice part about Saddle is you can play both, right? Exactly, yeah. See, but when you, takes, go, when
0: you play these guys together, you can also double shift them separately and all of a sudden it's, it, uh, put a little offense into the other lines, right?
2: And you have a winger who can win face-offs and kill penalties. Like That seems like a quite unique player who you should put in a position to succeed, not wanna, force him to something else. I
1: want to talk about Leon Saddle a little bit. But first, I want to talk about our friends at skipthedishes.ca, because I'm hungry. It's 2 p.m. on a Friday afternoon. I'd ne- I need a snack. Not a- I'm not just talking about Hernan. Damn it,
2: you beat me to it. Like we got Hernan behind the desk.
4: What's going on? What do you mean?
1: Well, I was talking about snacks, and <laughs> then oh, I brought okay. you up, my friend. You were looking good today. Oh, thank you. Thank hey, no you. no problem. Appreciate it. No one it. else is looking good? The <laughs> thousands of restaurants at skipthedishes.ca, no matter what the cuisine you're after. They've got something for you. Or you can do as we've encouraged you to do over the last, I don't know, how many months? Maybe do, a, maybe do a tour. Get yourself a nice appetizer. And then 10 minutes later, you order something different from a different restaurant. And all of a sudden, that driver comes over with your entree. A third restaurant bringing your dessert 10 minutes after that.
0: I had different drivers on Sunday for National Doner Day. I definitely ordered uh, <laughs> twice.
1: What'd you get? Tell us about it.
0: I went to. Uh, I know that we don't we don't sponsor these guys or nothing like that. No, we won't there. give them a shout out. The big guys from out from out east, the big name there on uh, White Ave. I tried them uh, first Halifax. thing. Yeah, I got that. It was it was okay. It wasn't. Uh, I definitely would not put it in the top how five did, in the city. How does had it, had it
4: arrive on Skip though? Like, is it a little?
0: It
1: was honestly.
4: Soggy? It wasn't, a, it wasn't yeah, soggy. Bad. <laughs> Some it do wasn't that travel bad. better. Yeah,
0: it wasn't. It wasn't horrible. Like it was uh, relatively comparable to just taking it over the counter.
1: But I think it's important to mention that this is not the fault of the fine folks at (laughs) SkipTheDishes.ca. No, no, no. No, it's it's each restaurant, for sure. It is up to the restaurants to pack it. I blame the Donair
4: meat because it's so juicy. Well, when
3: some places can figure it out and others can't, that's not Skip's fault.
1: Of course not. It's also not John Hamm or Brandon's fault, either. No, John Hammond, and Brandon are doing excellent work (laughs) for SkipTheDishes.ca. I would marry John Ham if that helps him get his Canadian citizenship then I love that man. I, I
2: would just marry him and I'd convert <laughs> him to be an American that'd
1: be nice, that'd be nice. <laughs> skip the dishes.ca go get yourself something to eat if not today maybe tomorrow or or while well, you're doing nothing but watching football on Sunday
0: Sundays Sundays is a skip the dishes type of day
1: that's what we're talking about skip the dishes.CA go get yourself something to eat unless wanna- you're at the pint
2: Having some beers, having some food watching the games, of course, you can still call call, call skip the dishes. I definitely have.
1: <laughs> They'll bring it there. It'd be great. Uh, I want to get back to Leon saddle for a second because over the last couple of games, a little bit quiet, we've seen the reemergence of the Leon is lazy narrative again, friend of the nation, friend to everybody. Reed Wilkins was texting me after the Carolina game from the text line. Oh, he that text a, line must have been he was getting a bunch el- of something else. else. Saying Leon Dreisaitl is lazy, which I find to be hilarious considering he scored 50 goals last year and people were calling him lazy. Dan thought he should be in the AHL. <laughs> <laughs> Early this season, he was at a two-point-per-game pace. Obviously, that was going to slow down a little bit. Hernan, why do people keep calling Leon Dreisaitl lazy?
4: Uh, on the post game last night, uh, we got a caller, Jason and Enlidu, because he doesn't mind that I say his name. <laughs> he actually recommended that the Oilers trade Dreisaitl because his – Value would never be higher. And he was serious. And as you could imagine, we got about 50 texts calling him an idiot. But, uh, yeah, no, I know. But you know what? I'll say this. When he's not with McDavid. He's a different player. He's different, man. He's a different player. Yeah, he's but different. those guys,
0: they feed off of each other so well, right? So yeah. I think if you gave Nuge and him, you know, 7, 10 games to get to know each other, I think it'd be a lot different.
2: They're the Sedins.
4: You don't break the. He's he's up. not late like that lazy. It's just it's no, just no. They don't like his
0: fucking body. It, I don't like, know. He just normally has them like slunched over shoulders. He's like, just it's like, it's like just nonchalant.
4: Like that's just his persona. Like even you know just, when he
0: scores a massive goal, it's a quick little fucking fist bump and then back to nothing.
2: Do you not know score his twentieth goal last night? Yes. Like sort
1: of the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what are we talking about, man? <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, you. I know. You we're on the same page yeah. now, But like Where does this come from to you?
2: I, I I think it is Just his demeanor I mean I talked about before It was the same narrative With Carey Price When he was coming up They always said He was too nonchalant Didn't care Brayden holby Had the same thing it, Usually it's more With goalies But yeah I mean some guys Just aren't You know some guys Just don't have A lot of energy
0: Don't get too high Yeah You don't get
2: too low it, and You kind of stay At an even keel Which is almost Better I think That means it's you're Less likely to get rattled uh, Like Mike Smith For example Yeah uh, <laughs> I don't know. I that's where it comes from. It's just it's just his demeanor. It's just people that, I can see from an outside perspective you do watch him sometimes and he does have sort of like a a, a laissez-faire sort of uh attitude, but it doesn't
1: mean he's lazy. It Maybe just means Google that,
2: translate for this podcast now. Mm. <laughs> it just means, you know, it just means that he just yeah, he just has a different way of approaching it.
1: I always wonder too if it's like one of those things where Big dudes, I find, no matter how fast they're moving, they look slower. You know, we go back to like
0: the 90s with this, with uh, Mike Greer. Everyone said he was always so slow. That dude had wheels. But if he wasn't flying out there, everyone thought he wasn't moving. He wasn't trying. Ymer Yager was
2: never a lazy player, but the guy wasn't flying out there. He oh, just, at, yeah, he just Peter Forsberg. And Peter yeah. Forsberg. Yeah. These are the types of players that, that
0: Leon is. Yes, you exactly. watch the way, dude. He gets that puck on the boards. He turns and sticks his ass in front of you. No, but you can't get that puck it.
2: off of him. No. I always said, like, since his rookie season, he looked. He plays so much like Yager in that way that I he, think he's going to be a Jumbo Joe. Even uh, hopefully, a little, I mean. I mean, he'll score more goals probably than Thornton did, but Perfect. you're right in the
1: same way he plays and, Pat- see- and
2: passes that puck. So yeah. incredibly well.
0: i think like the see hand. him with
1: that beard too.
2: Oh, <laughs>
0: I don't <laughs> think that I don't. Yeah. I don't am not so sure that's in there. Could you well, imagine guess-
1: how intimidating dry would look with a fucking Thornton beard? Do you think he has a big, big red beard?
2: He probably does. eh? probably.
1: Yeah, I'd like it.
3: I just think that Leon gets shit on because he like when he makes a mistake, it looks like he gets really down on himself. Yeah. Because he expects himself to like really excel and and you know, we've all come to do that. I just think that and I think I said this last week too. Calling an NHL player lazy is the dumbest fucking thing you can do. Any sound pro athlete. Any pro athlete. It just makes you sound stupid.
4: And he makes mistakes and it's fine to call they, him out on it, but does. like to call him lazy is just that's it's a lazy fad, just saying, yes. you know, just be negative no matter what Leon you're, does. You're just
3: driving a narrative that, like, Toronto wants you to
0: play into. It's, it's, an, e- it's easy to be negative, and it's easy just to jump on this stupid shit and roll with it. And then people think they're being funny, yep. so they think they can make some jokes. Does, does, and it's just
2: ridiculous. Does the giveaways thing, is that is that why? Because he has a lot of but giveaways? Maybe, but I, but yeah. I think,
3: I think when he has a giveaway, then he gets he gets down no no that's what and, I'm is, and is so it because he,
2: people look at it and they're like oh look dry has a lot of giveaways he must be lazy because he has a puck all the goddamn time well that's what that's the point well, gonna yeah, bring yeah. Up. you and know who he, usually has the most giveaways the people who have the puck the most because they move it the most every time and, he and, he and, got and, on the and Chris Russell
3: every time he got on the half board <laughs> that many.
2: every time he got I on the
3: half boards last <laughs> night there was two guys on him every time yeah. and Minnesota was doing that they were keen in on dry settle. and then you know yes maybe he held on to the puck for two seconds too long or whatever but like come on the guy has two guys on him all the fucking time you can't you can't fault the
0: guy when the he makes dude is things. where he is let's not second guess him i think because yep. i'm fairly certain he knows what's going on
2: yep i do agree with Hernan that away from dress or, or away from mcdavid he's a different player
4: he is
3: but it's like uh, but it's also like people now are bringing up the minutes that he's played and the minutes that mcdavid and him have played it's no different than last year the guy had 50 fucking goals last year mcdavid had what 116 points last year mm. like those guys <laughs> those guys do they what they do playing a lot of minutes and it's and it that's three different coaches now that have played them this way and they're just fine doing that so they're top
0: level athletes they can handle these minutes it does not go out there and kill them they know how to conserve energy when they have to they know how to expel it when they need to these guys know what they're fucking doing
1: i just think also just a friendly reminder to anybody listening to this right now players will at times have down games
0: no and it's funny the people that are calling them out are the ones who like lose their breath walking up the stairs
3: but it's people that are waiting for how hold on. dare you don't bring you out. yeah don't attack
0: me that's personal <laughs> if, you, if you go to if you, if you come with us to calgary i think everybody's there the halfway boys. up the the, the uh, seconds the stair second. boys oh, in buddy. vegas man we are all oh, we're in shape
1: absolutely we're good no
0: not me
3: um <laughs> but uh but yeah no it's it's uh I do agree. It's 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 just, but it's like people are waiting for this to happen, and that's that's like one of the. I was doing the tweets last night for Bag Milk, and and it was just like when I put out a tweet, and then people are like favoriting that tweet, waiting for something to happen,
0: the collapse to happen, and then they can they come can back and be and like, "I it. fucking told I you." I hate that about Twitter <laughs> it's is just, that even when you're playing well, some people are out there. They're gonna. They're going to pick it apart. And I guess sometimes, because I'm just being Here's, critical, that's fine. But then as soon as things go bad, it's like these people get rock solid and they come out and they just start yelling all this shit. And they've got like a whole, a whole uh, sheet of shit they've been writing for the last three weeks. <laughs> well, this they is, can't wait to get off their fucking chest. This is
2: something I always wonder about. And I feel like this is the case for the Oilers. And it might be for other teams, but you know, obviously don't follow them as closely. Is it more important for people to be right or to be happy? Right.
1: Absolutely. and And why
2: like what's wrong like what why are you fucking doing this like what 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 do you gain from that they gotta be right
1: you get a, you get a point back to your twitter awesome listen man i hope your 13 followers love it
2: it's (laughs) the little victories man it's the it's
3: the you know the the small win i tweeted at oilers nation when they tied the game and i said that they weren't going to win the game and i'm fucking right like that just i don't know some people get their rocks off
2: on that yeah anyway it's just strange to me. I don't know. I would just rather enjoy the team I'm watching than be like, you know what? I called it. I called it. I, I knew some, Evan Bouchard would get traded. Some people aren't happy unless they got someone to pitch a vote. Yeah.
0: It's, it's,
1: like, life is an Oilers fan's a trip, you know?
0: It's, it, and, and, I, and I think there's something to that, too, that,
3: that Oilers fans like want to prepare ourselves for the fall. No, because but I don't way think it's that.
0: They just love when the Oilers are bad. They love that they're you know they're not selling out, and it's obviously everything about we It has nothing to do with anything else. It has nothing to do with the fact that the Leafs aren't even selling out right now. People love it. They love nothing more than to kick a team when they're down.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a,
0: quote-unquote, their team. Mm-hmm.
1: Their team. <laughs> Remember, that's your team you're making fun of, people. I'm judging you. I am. All of
0: you. I'm not letting them back on the goddamn bandwagon either.
1: There's a lot of people tucking and rolling off the bandwagon Bro, I, right got, some, I got some, I got some leg room,
0: bandwagon. and I got long legs.
1: Buddy, I'm captain in this ship, and I'm not going anywhere. I've never gotten off. This
0: is ridiculous. Mm.
1: Fortunately, right now, Hernan, you ready with the buttons? Sure am. It is time for the Tourism Jasper Hot and Cold Performers of the Week. This is hot. Of course it is. We are going to start with the veggies as we always do. Dessert comes a little bit later. Tricky, Nick. Mike you Smith,
2: gore? move on. Mike All Smith. coach. Right. Cold, cold.
3: Cold
1: performer
3: of the week. Mike Smith's glove hand. Nick just wanted to get that out there right now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Not even waiting. What, what are we doing right now? So you, now you, <laughs> <laughs> Well, Her you said nan. Mike Smith, so I'm a
2: little thrown off. Hernan, yes. we can't replace Taylor with had, you, you just if just you don't said, do nope. the buttons
1: right. <laughs> that was his explanation. Yep. <laughs> so now it's up to you to push a cold button.
0: Oh, that's cold. There we go. There yeah.
1: it is. Well, now we coming up to Rick, your Jasper tourism or your tourism Jasper cold performer of the week.
0: Well, I have to go with, and honestly, there's a mountain of guys to choose from here. Uh, if I got to go with one, let's go with Granlin. I'm sorry, he's taken the, he's lost the bananas. We've scraped the peanut butter off.
1: He's back to dry toast.
0: And he's yeah, he's, yeah, we're right back to where we started. Not even margarine. No, nothing. Grandlin, you're done.
3: Go away. Tyler appreciates that take.
1: Now press the button. That's <laughs> No, that was the wrong one. No, that's cold. We gotta, go back, we gotta go back to
4: a cold button.
0: Oh, that's cold. There we
4: go. That's right. <laughs> right.
1: We're learning here, people. We're learning. Yeah, yeah,
4: on the fly, on the fly. Sorry, guys. The it's Nation
1: it. Dan, your Tourism Jasper, cold performer of the week. Once again,
3: we'll hit, take a prospect's angle to this. Of course. Ooh. And it's actually going to be an entire team our AHL affiliate, the Bakersfield Condors. That's not fair. Oh, that's cold. Uh, So for the month (laughs) of December, they have two losses, which is fucked to say that the entire month they've only had two losses, but they haven't had any wins uh <laughs> and they've lost by a combined score of of 13 to 5 so they're 0 to 2 but for an entire fucking month to play <laughs> it's what december the 13th now and they've only played two games their goaltending has been really bad but their goaltending has been really bad they've allowed 13 goals and only had five themselves
2: hasn't Starett been hurt
3: uh yes
0: yeah uh so it's been dylan wells and skinner uh, they're putting up. An, they're putting up some goals here and there. But they're trying,
3: uh, but yeah, it's just a uh, it's a cold, uh, cold goaltending time down in
1: Bakersfield. Hernan, I'm gonna go to you. Your tourism Jasper, cold performer of the week.
4: God damn it, this is hard because there's so many to choose from. But I'm gonna go with bad sign. Yeah, no doubt. Eh? Uh, <laughs> everyone sucks. Everyone just can I how name the they, whole team? No, how do you think they
2: do this on the uh, the Detroit
4: Red Wings podcast? Oh. I'm going to go, and I'm going to take the easy way out here. Chris Russell, he played 11 minutes in his last game against Carolina, obviously because the coach didn't want him out there. And then last night, he was awful. Three times, he had the puck on his stick, no pressure, and he couldn't make a damn pass. So for me, he is my cold.
0: Oh, that's cold.
4: For
1: me, I'm going to go ahead and look at the coach. Ooh. Dave Tippett, you are my cold performer of the week because when the wheels are falling off, I feel like... <laughs> There is a timeout to be had, my friend, or at least a regrouping where we come to the bench, we all say, all right, let's chill, let's take a breath. Connor, Leon, you rest up, you're going back out there. But no timeouts were called, Hernan, zero. My cold performer of the week is Dave Tippett.
0: Oh, that cold.
1: But that out of the way, we can now move on to the positives. We're gonna go start at the other end. We're starting with Hernan with his hot performer of the week, the Tourism Jasper hot performer of the week. Hernan coming at you.
4: Oh, that's another tough one. I... <laughs> Everybody's so bad. <laughs> Everybody's so damn bad. Like who was hot for the Seventeen Oilers team? No, uh, I gotta go with the the captain Connor McDavid. He was brilliant against uh, Carolina with Nike with Nigar Nigar whatever, uh, uh, okay. however way you say that name, um, and Kazian. And then he was good last night too. He scored a beauty on a beauty pass by Ethan Bear. Um, So for me, my hot is Connor McDavid.
1: That's really hot.
4: The Nation Dan coming at you for your tourism, Jasper, hot performer of the week.
3: So he started out in uh, his first, or sorry, his second pro season uh, with Bakersfield. And uh, he got sent down to the Wichita Thunder, which is not a great thing to have happen in your second year in pro. Mm -hmm. But uh, with the Wichita Thunder, one Cameron Hebig. is playing he thick How big? right now. <laughs> He's got five <laughs> points in his last week nice. down in Wichita. So, Cameron Hebig, your hot performer
2: of the week. Are you I'm saying possible. Jujar has a little competition coming up? Mm. The well, he stuff. big. He not thick.
1: <laughs> that was hot. That's hot. Rick, your Tourism Jasper hot performer of the week.
0: I uh, I got to go with my Swedish defenseman friend and say, you know what? I really like the way Adam's played in the last couple of games. He's... Uh, Starting to turn the corner. It looks like that he's uh, fully recovered from the injury, and we're gonna see a different version of him—a version of him that usually plays. Uh, we see kind of when he's playing for Sweden instead of what we've seen in the NHL so far.
1: This is hot, tricky Nick. You are uh, a hot performer of the week.
2: I have waxed poetic about him already, so I'll keep it s- short and sweet. But Sam Gagné, number eighty-nine, in your program, number one in your heart.
1: That's really
2: hot. He's done amazing. Uh, never take him out of the lineup and uh let's uh let's let's win wow. let's, let, let's win him a let's win him a cup here guys
1: my tourism jasper hot performer of the week is the first overall pick in 2011 he just had a goal and an assist in his last two games getting to 400 points as an edmonton oiler my tourism jasper hot performer of the week is the wonderful the very well endowed in my opinion ryan nugent hopkins that hot. That's, That's hot. Hot. i want to you we brought up larson a lot today and i it Made me think of another question: Is Matt Benning more important to this team than people maybe think he is? Yeah, he's he
0: yes. is.
2: he's a good player. He's a, he
0: he's he's ha- a whipping boy, so it's easy to get down on him. But if you actually sit there and watch him and know what you're looking for, you'll see that he's a lot uh, he's a lot better than what people like uh, like they like to say.
2: Yeah, Tyler brings it up all the time, but he's a perfect third pairing
4: defenseman. Yes, that was going to be my Hernan's hot take that cool. the Oilers actually miss Matt Benning. Have they said and- how long he's out for? No, but hopefully he's back soon because I think him and Russell complement each other so well. And uh, nope. Matt Banning is the whipping boy here. Trust me, the text box just absolutely hates this like, what guy for some reason.
1: Yeah, like what is what's the general vibe on him? Matt, don't uh, listen
4: to this. He part. can't make a pass. Uh, he's horrible defensively. Like, what is he doing out there? You know, blah blah blah. He should be belongs in the AHL. And I'm like, come on, this guy. He's for me. He's better than Chris Russell. He's your number five on this team with your top four so for me matt benning i think the Oilers do really miss him and hopefully he's back uh sooner rather than later
0: i've been screaming this a long time at least this year we've all said that matt benning is you know definitely an NHL player you said he's better than chris russell at this point when russell comes when uh, benning comes back is russell tradable not will anybody trade for him are you now willing to move him on and go with Jones and Benning and either a Manning as seven or you've got a person you can bring up? I think, are we are we finally at the point where we can move on Chris Russell?
4: I think the orders have been wanting to move on him for years, but like, I just don't think there's anyone out there willing to give up anything for him at this point. Maybe as we get close to the trade deadline, depending where the orders are at and with his contract kind of dwindling down here. You can move them, but I just don't think there's no. I don't think there's, there's any. There to be a
0: couple GMs out there. I mean, Branson got traded. There's a lot of That's guys. That's true. You know what I'm saying? There's a even if we went and made a made a trade that was similar to the Lucic Neal trade, where it's just bad conf, bad contract for bad contract, and we gave somebody a fresh start here who wasn't a defenseman, who might you know be a fourth line or a third line player, and you go make that trade, and now all of a sudden you let your Jones is in your lineup to to go, let him roll Benning. You get some fresh blood over there on the, you know, in, the, in the top nine or, or in the fourth line or whatever. Like I, Honestly, I think that's where we're at right now.
4: Is Zach Bogosian no. sexier than a Chris Russell? No.
0: Guys, Chris Russell's is, important. Well, okay, first of all, Clefbaum leads the league in blocks. Adam Larson, sexiness.
2: Adam Larson <laughs> down here played a whole game with a broken Number leg. 10. We don't need the Chris Russell anymore. Chris Russell leads our team in, on I say, percentage. 96 per- oh wait sorry i you said save percentage i thought of uh, when i was taking goalie stats i point, thought you're making a joke 0.960 save percentage when chris russell is on the ice when him and benning play together their ice save percentage is 98 percent. chris russell is a very very useful important third line parent or third pairing defenseman he just he is and like the thing is... That should be easy to trade them. But if you're having Pearson and you're having Caleb Jones and you're having Ethan Bear in your lineup, you know what the problem is with having young, puck-moving defensemen? Pearson's not in the lineup. But if he were to be... That's too many rookies. I can only yeah, go two, sorry. But the problem with having a Caleb Jones playing full-time is they give the puck away. They make mistakes as kids... Chris We're Russell, talking giveaways. Chris Russell, yeah, like Hernan said, had a couple bad giveaways last night, but for the most part, they don't result in goals. When him and Benning play together, they have one goal against while playing
4: together. How one many goal giveaways? He's useful. I he's He's useful. But, I, you know, obviously he's with, a guy with Jones want... and Bear now, he, he's going to become Guys, expendable. But think... right now, you need him in the lineup.
2: You don't want Jones playing the rest of the season. Yes, he do. Time. No,
4: you don't. Why? Uh, man, it's...
2: He, you hate young people. Why do you hate young people? I don't hate them, but it's like you can't put him... <laughs> I mean, I hate millennials. <laughs> he <laughs> that's hates right. when I talk I hate, about TikTok. Yeah, right. <laughs> when, when Bagmel brings up TikTok, I'm just like, can you turn that shit <laughs> off and put it on my AM radio, please? <laughs> um, no, I don't hate them. It's just, but the... And you've talked about before, Rick, so I don't know why you go back and forth this is we've constantly put young players in a position to fail in this they're not this 19 they're not 18 that's and, and, completely
4: and, and different and the thing with Caleb, Caleb Jones is going to be is, I mean he's got better you know attributes than a Chris Russell what well, thing- happens with Caleb Jones when he starts playing too many minutes that's he just starts it. falling that's off just big it. time he's good when he plays limited minutes and he, a game here and there when you put him into that top four, he struggles. Like he could get there, he could get there. One, of course. Yeah, right yeah.
2: now, Caleb Jones is not. He's just not a full time NHL defense. Fan. Sure, he is. You just got to give
0: him his time. The only thing he has to work on now is in-game sp- in game. The only things he can learn is what he has to play the games now. there's you can't, you can't play at NHL speed in the AHL.
4: Definitely not. So. I think he's an NHL defenseman on a third full pair. Time. Not full yeah, time. Though. But yeah, with Russell and pair. Benning under contract, he's the odd man out. And I think that's, so too. That's, and that's unfair, and but these, that's the way it is. Isn't there
2: rumors that they're showcasing him right now anyway? Yeah,
4: I wouldn't. Well, on. I mean, no, the I thing, wouldn't. With Caleb that's Jones,
1: well. thing with Caleb Jones is he becomes, uh, he's no longer waiver exempt next season. So the yeah. Oilers have to make a choice on him. They have to make a decision. Is he going to stick with the team or are they going to use him as part of a package to maybe acquire And this is the or, time
0: to figure that out. Even if you actually put Russell as their seventh, and let them flip in and out
2: every now and then, you see, I don't mind that. I just I'm not ready to just ship Russell off and have Caleb Jones take that spot full time. But I'm okay with them sharing that load. But I think that they nice. both bring. Yeah, <laughs> that's that they're all seven sixty nine there. Um, no, but I think that there's value in having a guy like Russell somewhere around in the lineup. That's when somebody watches Dan. Yeah, handing out the popcorn upstairs.
1: Okay, <laughs> I have got a new feature on this week's <laughs> podcast that I'm very excited about, mostly because Tyler's not here and we're allowed to do it. This is going to be the first ever, maybe, a Last? weekly thing called Hernan's Hot Takes. Oh,
3: you let us know.
1: If you follow Hernan on Twitter, which but you, you should. should. He didn't even give him like a hand signal either. Nope. He just uh, like wow, nope. slow
2: played on it. We're doing
1: a improv exercise with Hernan. Go follow him on Twitter at Hernan Demand. I encourage you to do it because his feed is hilarious during games. <laughs> Matt Benning was stolen from you, my friend. It's yes. Hernan's hot take of the week. I got another one, though. God, oh, of ahead. course I told you do. he's got a of course pocket you do. these
4: things. Alex Chase on. Oh, okay. Enough of him in the top two. Okay. He's gotten too many, too much opportunity. He has done nothing with it. I said it this season. I said it in the offseason. I said it last season. This guy's the third, fourth-line center who had one good year. He belongs in the third, fourth line. Is anyone surprised that he's not scoring points? Guess who? It's not. I'm not because this is what he is. Stop playing him on the power play in the top six. He's not a goal scorer. He's a third, fourth liner. That's it. Enough of him. How many other Oilers have gotten the opportunity Chase On has this year? Nobody. Cassian, but he's executed. Exactly. Okay. Sam Gagne?
0: James no. Neal. Gagne doesn't even get the opportunity. No, but that
4: James Chase Neal and So for me, Hernan's hot take is You're enough right. with Alex Chason. He is what he is. I hated the contract that they gave him on July 1st. and uh, for every, And trust me, there's a lot of media and fans on Twitter that said you got to sign him up. I knew right away he would never score twenty goals again in his career. He might not even <laughs> hit fifteen. God damn it! Like, what are we talking about here? So enough of Chase on in the top six. That's my hot take tonight or today. What, what time is it? I've had a couple beers. Oh, there, <laughs> you go. there there is a horn on one of those <laughs> buttons, Hernan. <laughs> yeah, um, feel um, free um, to There, it is. there, there is. we go. <laughs> Hernan's
1: hot takes. Go follow him on Twitter at Hernan Demand. I encourage you. To you guys know. agree with Chase on,
4: or am I way off? No, no I agree. You're 100 percent absolute
3: no. passenger this year.
1: The thing is, been, uh, yeah. Hernan, I agree with you entirely that, and this kind of brings me to Cassian in a sense, but it's, it's same, same, but different, if you will, he Chieson played the bulk of last season with Connor McDavid. Yes. Cashed in 22 goals, which is a career high, but like far and away a career high,
0: but he did it in like half a year.
1: Yeah. He, he missed then he, a bunch of games. And then he in couldn't the do it
0: in the back half.
1: Exactly. But he still got a contract as though he could potentially score 20 again. And I agree with Hernan 100%. And that's why I feel very, very concerned about what's going to happen with Zach Cassian. But look at the contract
0: he got, though. Look what kind of raise he got. What was he at? Like 900? And then he went to 1.5?
1: No, he's at 2 1. Oh, 2 1. What was he he at uh, last year? Sorry. Which I would sign
2: Cassian to. I
1: would, if if Cassian was a good player.
0: Yeah, but let's look at the percentage raise that that Chiesan got. And I'm fairly certain I'll give that to uh, Zach.
1: Feel free to just vamp while I pull this up. Was Unless he, our he, he was, like, oh, like, was like, he, he seven like, fifty? No, tell me what it is. Was he seven fifty?
0: Do the digging.
1: Uh,
4: no, because he,
0: he would have been a PTO. I'm gonna, I'm when, gonna when guess uh, one, you... at one, I it was one point
4: oh, okay. five. Oh, And you always have to be cautious. And I think Ray Ferraro said in one of the shows last season about Ryan Zingle. He said, always be cautious of guys having great years on bad teams. Peugeot? Joe. Like seriously, yeah. Like That's no, why I don't want to touch that guy. Peugeot's good and all that, but don't don't expect him to put up the numbers he did if he comes to Edmonton. Let's just Someone say, like Zingo went to what Columbus and he was a healthy scratch when he came to the playoff time. Yep. So guys on bad teams putting up big numbers, you always have to be cautious of that. Yep. So
1: to answer the question, I am finally caught up with our friends at Puckpedia.com. <laughs> Alex Chase on last season only made a league minimum six hundred and fifty thousand dollars.
0: Okay, definitely not, don't give that percentage raise then.
1: Three times the money. Yeah, don't More give that, that
0: percentage raise.
1: Good lord.
3: So correct me if I'm wrong, James Neal just came in and did what Chieson has done so did for us last year, right? Essentially, he's scoring yeah. all those power play goals. Power play goals that yeah. Chason had last year.
1: Great smile though. But, but, but Neal is a top six. But that's but that's yeah. what you want. But that's what yeah, you yeah, want yeah, yeah. from
3: James Neal. But then to 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 have signed Chieson for the numbers that we did, you're absolutely right. Then you're just you're just doubling down that on was something that who, you can't. Yeah, didn't we of. sign
0: Chase first though? Then the trade? Yep. Yeah for sure. I but think they they signed Chieson. I think it was a bit of a, a, a safety net.
4: And it drives me crazy when I hear him and then some of the media say, they got to get him going. Jason doesn't get going, man. He just is what he is.
0: Yeah, he'll pop some here yeah, and there. And yeah, that's what exactly. It,
1: I don't care if Tyler is back next week, Hernan. We need you, just, <laughs> we need you to send in an audio clip of Hernan's hot take. Mm-hmm. I need that. We are. We got a minute or so, a couple minutes left in the podcast. Nick, I want to finish off with some listener questions. Okay. We posed the question on ON Radio Podcast today on Twitter. Some questions came in. Let's run through them real quick. Nicola's good. What do we got?
2: Okay. um, How about this one from uh, our friend Drew Steele? Would you guys swap up the defensive pairings at all? Goalies have let in too many, but on a lot of them, the team has left them for dead. No, I'm not. Well, uh,
0: no, you run Nurse and Bear, you run Clefbaum Larson, and then you run um, Jones and Russell, or I'd like to see Jones and Benning just to see how it works, or probably his best off going, as everyone else wants to go, is Russell and Benning.
4: Hernan, what do you think? No, I, I agree with Rick. I don't think you make any moves there. Again, I don't think this is a, the D core problem. I think it's a team uh, when it comes to the defensive play. So Nurse Bear have been really good. Clefum, Larson are finding their groove. They struggled mightily in their first two games together. but then And then your third pairing, I don't care if you rotate Bear, uh, Manning, Russell, or Benning. Like it's, I think you have to have those four guys in your third pairing. So I'd keep it the same. Dan, D pairings?
3: I don't know. I like I liked when they split up Larson and Clefbaum because it, I think it just kind of allowed the two of them to to grow. But then the problem is is that there's nobody that can really then like you're gonna split up those unless guys. you're gonna split up Bear and Nurse. So it's tough. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Like I like Bear and Nurse, and it, I mean if they if they had the games that they had last night continually, then you have to split <laughs> yeah. that fucking pairing up.
0: Clevlebaum and Ballman and Larson will be okay because Nurse and Bear can take more minutes than any other pairing did last year. Wouldn't so once those minutes come down for both those groups, then I think you'll be okay.
1: Wouldn't it be fun to see Clef and bear? Sure. That'd be fun to me. Here's,
2: here's another one from uh, our friend Taylor Mimamoto. Is there a better option than Smith on the team right now? Obviously Koskinen being the starter, but once Starrett comes, comes back from injury, is it a good idea to test him or Stuart Skinner out and see if they're better than Smith?
1: To me, the real answer is it's already on the roster. Throw some goalie pads on Chris Russell. That is the time for him <laughs> to shine.
2: That
0: works I for everybody. I still feel
1: as though deep inside him that there is a spot where he's upset with his parents for not allowing him to be a goalie.
2: Do you run with uh, two blockers on him then?
1: Oh, you got it. Oh, the uh, Dan, Dan Blackburn? Blackburn style. Absolutely. Uh, uh, how, milk. you'll know
2: this one. What is the best cure for Oilers PTSD besides actually winning games? Brum. There let, is. Me,
1: let me tell you. I had a couple of shots of Brum last night on the B-Cast. It made me feel way better.
2: Way, way better. And then let's, uh, let's maybe wrap up with this one. Um, who was, sorry, this is from uh, Mike Bond. Who was Tyler E. best man slash woman at the wedding this week?
1: I think that they did a modern Mickey? wedding. Was it Mickey? It could have been Mickey. Pluto? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was feel, year? yeah. I, I feel like uh, Tyler's a big Pluto guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're kind of like lanky or yeah. goofy
1: be something like that. Guy, yeah, yeah of right. The dog variety.
2: With the large feet. Oh, sorry. Actually, Surveyor Brett has a good one here, too. Obviously we all know, want to know how and when Tyler popped the question, and did he trip over his giant feet trying to get down on one knee? <laughs> <laughs> There's some history there between those two. Because <laughs> that's the guy
3: that uh, Tyler just gives it to every time he plays with him as a ref. Well, I
1: think Surveyor Brett, we all know the answer to that question. None of this proposal definitely did not happen near stairs, which are of course, Tyler's greatest nemesis with those <laughs> pontoons for feet. They're kayaks.
2: Um, so yeah, so for our next episode, please uh, text or uh, at us, I guess on Twitter at the Owen radio. Owen uh, radio podcast. Yeah. And uh, we'll answer some more of your questions. We'll get to as many as we can. And
4: oh. just, just Nick to finish personally. off, we oh, got it. has got something to say. Oh. Go ahead, buddy. Just Uh-oh. quickly, Jack Michaels. I know Rick was asking uh, a a possibility for tomorrow, the maintenance day today. Ah, that's what I was getting so at. So maintenance. Oh, sorry. Jump in the there. Are Great minds. Sorry, man. That's just me being a radio producer, producer jumping in and That's interrupting. Perfect. I am so sorry. I'll turn my mic off. Now. You don't got to say sorry. <laughs> Tyler's what been I replaced.
1: Like, what I like here is that Hernan and I are always on the same page. <laughs> Unlike what happens with Tyler, where he just stares at us and wishes <laughs> for this podcast to be over. Gets really angry that we go over the last uh, This is our one chance to go, like, do a three-hour marathon. <laughs> yeah. We release it in three parts this week just because that's what we want to do. But we are going to wrap it up. Real quick, score predictions for tomorrow's game against the Leaves. Hernan, I'm going to start with you. What is the final score going to be
4: between the Edmonton, Edmonton Oilers? Edmonton Oilers. Sorry, go ahead. Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> Edmonton you guys Oilers, are on the same page there Edmonton Oilers 4, Toronto Maple Leafs 3 Dan?
2: 5-4 Edmonton
1: Oilers, Leon Dreisaitl,
3: 2 goals and an assist
2: Ooh, Rick? 3-1 Oilers, Nicholas? 5-0 fuck the Leafs,
1: hell yeah and I'm going to go ahead and say this is going to be a high scoring affair again, I'm going to call a 6-4 Oilers victory. I want to go ahead and wrap up episode 66 of Oilers Nation Radio by thanking our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. Go ahead and follow them on social media. Again, skipthedishes.ca. All they want to do is feed you. Eat something. Look faint. And buy a truck. Buy a truck also, and then (laughs) thanks to uh, Tourism Jasper as well for sponsoring the Hot and Cold Performer of the Week segment. Thank you to Hernan for filling in and doing all of the things that Tyler never could. (laughs) chipping in, reading my brain. It's all nice. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at ON Radio Podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. Shout out, Damien.
3: Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media to stay up to date and never miss a podcast.
2: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.